morning, everybody. It is Thursday, and it's 11.30, and this is Chatting with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger Wade. So if you were on with me on Saturday, you heard me talk about marriage, and after I went back and checked out that video, I realized the sound really got messed up in that video, and it was really bad. So I'm going to do that one again. So if you watched me on Saturday, I apologize, but we're going to go ahead and talk about marriage again today, just so that the audio is clear and others can hear it more easily. So thanks to you who did listen and gave me a thumbs up. I really appreciate your support. So the tip I gave uh, for that episode, the tip of the week is to remember to mark off your days. Remember, we need to mark 180 days of school. So one of the ways that you can do it, I print out a little calendar from goes from July to June and I just check mark or highlight off the days that we did school. You can also actually just make a table that has 180 squares in it and check those off or write dates in those. There's tons of ways you can mark your days. Just remember uh, to mark them so that your evaluator can see that you've got 180 days in. It's pretty easy to do, especially if you're out and about doing things and co-ops and sports and all these things. We're constantly learning, so uh, it's a pretty easily accomplishable goal. So let's move on to our topic of the week. So last time I was with you, episode 170, we talked about why we need Jesus. Okay, it's that foundational um, relationship that we need. It's that foundational thing we need to teach our children our need for Jesus. Well, now we're going to talk about marriage. So if you're married, that your marriage, you're being an example of marriage to your children, Right? So children learn by watching, right? Uh, So many times we say, do what I say, not what I do. Well, guess what? They're learning by doing, not the saying. So what's the example that they're being given and how a marriage is supposed to function? So we'll talk about that a little bit today, what a biblical marriage is supposed to look like. So you can be teaching your children uh, a good foundational way to function in a marriage so they will be well equipped in their future. So again, this is another foundational layer of living that is so important to your children's education. So when we look at society, society thrives when it's built on biblical principles. God just designed things to work well. I mean, he's God. He's got the best ideas, right? He's got the best design. So when we follow what he's designed Uh, for us, how he's designed for us to live, things go really smoothly, like his plans are perfect. So that personal responsibility, that self-governing of being disciplined to walk with Jesus and and listen to him and his guidance, that is like the first cornerstone, right, of, of how we're educating, when we're educating our children, how we're teaching them to be functional adults. So the next one is marriage. So this layer just adds that great to that great bedrock in society that that learning to sacrifice and work together and come together for each other and for the benefit of our children. So, are you working on your marriage? Are you putting time into that relationship? If you're not, why are you not? Is there is life just overwhelming you? There's so much going on. Do you know that the impact you are having on your children by not putting time into your marriage is like huge. It's going to affect a lot of things. It's going to affect how they see marriage. It'll affect how they see you and your spouse. It'll affect how they can 
function at home, like their their um, comfort at being home or their safety at being home, even their ability to learn. If they're in a safe space, children learn so much better. So the way your marriage is functioning does have effect on your children. So what should marriage look like? Okay, so what's the biblical example? There's tons of places in scripture that talks about marriage. The one I'm going to look at today is Ephesians chapter 5. And this is verses 21 through 33. We're going to jump to verse 25 and we're going to talk about the husband's role first. Uh, Sometimes the first few verses can uh, be touchy. So we'll talk about the husband's role first and then we'll come back to some, some other things in verse 21 and 22. But so 25, husbands are instructed to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Well, what does that mean? What, what does it mean to love your wife as Christ loved the church? What did, what did Christ do? Well, he came to earth, left heaven, came to earth, and in the end, he was, he was beaten, he was bruised, he was mocked, mutilated, eventually died for the church, for her, for the church, so the church could be saved, so the church could be redeemed. So Christ gave everything. He gave everything for the church, and that is what he is calling husbands to do for the family. He's So husbands, the question is, are you sacrificing for your wives? Are you loving your wife even when you don't agree with her, even when things are hard, even when you don't see eye to eye? Are you sacrificing for her and for your relationship? Are you giving up your time, maybe giving up your money? Uh, that you want for something else. Maybe she needs something or could use some encouraging with flowers or a nice night out or something, a weekend away. Uh, So are you sacrificing for your wife? Are you showing love in that way? Ladies, we're going to pop back to verse 21 and 22. 21 tells us all to submit to each other out of reverence for Christ. So submitting to each other, and I think of that sometimes also as sacrificing for each other, is what we're called to do. Um, Verse 22 specifically says that wives should uh, submit to husbands. Why is that? Why are we called to do that? Well, marriages are set up to be an example of Christ in the church. So we just established that scripture says that husbands are supposed to be sacrificing themselves like Christ sacrificed for the church. So what did the church do in response to Christ? What What does that relationship look like? Well, the church submits to Christ's headship. This, this, the church submits to Christ because of what he did for her. So wives, we're submitting to our husbands because that's what God has called us to do. That is what the church does for Christ. Now, you can only really have one person steering, right? In a company, in a relationship. Well, in a relationship, it's, it's working together. But there's a head. Like, Christ is the head. It doesn't mean you're less. Your input is super valuable. You are the help meet, right? God is called a helper. Uh, it's not a lesser role. It's an equal role. But there's one person that's held accountable for the whole shebang. That's the husband, right? That's how it's designed to be. So the balance, when everyone is upholding their role, the balance is beautiful. The balance is perfect. Does it get out of whack? Oh, yeah. When a husband is not sacrificing himself for the wife, uh, that, man, that's hard. That's messed up. And when the wife is not respecting and yielding to the husband, 
that's hard on the husband. But when we both accept our biblical responsibilities, both yielding to Christ, right, in our foundational relationship, but then yielding to to each other, sacrificing for each other, loving each other, that perfect balance is what is going to bring blessing and nurturing to each other, nurturing to our children. Um, a beautiful example to our children of how to live a sacrificial life. So when we look at verse 33, it's reminding husbands to love the wives and reminding wives to respect the husbands. So why is it different? Why isn't it just the same? Just love each other, right? Well, when you look at men, you know, men are they're typically a typical uh, um, founded man. I don't know. So culture is so messed up right, right now. It's really hard to, but, but you're, you're the, the way men were designed by God, they are protectors. You know, they're out there to, to work for their families, to support their family. Um, and, and that comes with this desire for respect and women want to be loved. Women are the nurturers. They take care of the children. They want to show love. They want to be loved. So, we think about that, they think about that, and we forget to do it for each other. Right? So men need to love the wife. They need to be reminded to love the wife, sacrifice for the wife, bring her the flowers, take her out to dinner, take her away for a weekend, uh, sacrifice a night every other week for a date night. Right? Uh, this night might not, might not be something that, that guys think is valuable, but it's so valuable to us as women, right? It's time to connect. Women... Are you respecting your husbands? Are you respecting what they say? Are you speaking good things about him in front of your children, in front of other people? Do you uphold him as the head of your household? And these these are disciplines, man. It's so easy to be like, oh, you know, he did this and it was so annoying. Well, that's not building him up. It's not strengthening your relationship. It's It's a bad example to your children of how you are supposed to function in the marriage. So when you model the sacrificial relationship for your children, you're giving them the best education in marriage. What a beautiful education. And are we perfect in it? Absolutely not, because we can't be. But when we mess up, we go to each other, we ask forgiveness, we give forgiveness, we offer forgiveness. And when children see that and see us working to make our relationship, our marriage better, when they see us going on date nights, when they see us going to uh, marriage retreats, when they see us uh, giving special gifts to each other, or hugs and kisses, whatever, when they see us doing that, they see what a marriage is supposed to look like, and they're learning. They're learning. What a beautiful part of their education that they might not get if they're not at home with you. Isn't that wonderful? So it's a great part. You might not even realize you're educating your children, but you are. So it's education happens. Learning happens all the time, not just in the few hours you're doing homeschool work. So just keep that in mind. If you need marital support, where do you go? What do you do? Well, there are family therapists or marriage therapists. You know, I'd go to a Christian one. Make sure you know what their belief systems are um, before they go and, and support you if you're having issues. There are tons of resources out there, studies, events, seminars. Family Life is a wonderful resource. They have the weekend to remember. If you saw, we posted a few days ago, there's a buy one, get one free for weekend to remember in Pennsylvania right now. You're going to want to check it out. Scroll back our feed and check it out. It was posted just the other day. You can also get materials from Family Life. 
Um, they have a video version of their weekend to remember that you can host your own little seminar or you can just watch it in your home, watch it in a small group. That's another way to work on your marriage. Date night. Set up a date night. Commit to the babysitter. Set aside money for the babysitter. Your dates don't have to be like $100 meals. It's so expensive to eat out right now. But go for a walk. Go play tennis. Go fishing. Uh, go stroll somewhere. Go to the coffee house. Get the cheapest drink you can. <laughs> it, money is an issue, but there's tons of things that you can do. Even if it's just grocery shopping, give yourself time together where you can just connect. Okay, that every other date night is so, so important. Every other week date night is so important. So what is your church doing to support marriages? Is your Does your church have a marriage ministry? Can you help them get one started? Can you ask about that? Again, there's these video series that I mentioned from Family Life. There's a course called Marriages and Ministry from Family Discipleship Ministries. Uh, that could be a class that someone could run. Those of you out there who have been working on your marriages and have a good, solid marriage, are you prepared to mentor others? Can you walk with others? Share with others? Maybe you can be the one who runs a course at your church so that others can get some good marriaging inst marriage instruction, biblical marriage instruction. Can you hold a mini conference for your for your neighborhood, for your community, and invite all kinds of people in and encourage many marriages? So this second layer to our foundation is so under attack in our culture. It is getting so distorted and just, you know, it's the biblical design is the blessed and best design. And when we yield to God's design, uh, the blessings, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. The the peace in your spirit and knowing that you are teaching your children how to function uh, biblically is such a blessing. So this is works into your parenting too. So I'll talk about parenting next time. It might not be a whole week from now, but next time we'll talk about parenting. So your marriage plays into your parenting this close relationship that you two need to have does take time. So when you're homeschooling your kids, you're spending a lot of time with your kids. So those relationships might be closer. But that marriage relationship needs time also. I know it's all time related. But ask God how you can work this all out. How you can make this fit. Because this is the important things, right? So thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for getting encouraged about marriage. And, and realizing that outside of sharing with your children the importance of that personal relationship with Jesus. Now the marriage relationship is the next, the next step in their education that is so important. So enjoy showing your children a solid biblical marriage. And I encourage you, if you need support, get it. Get the support. Give it the time that it needs. And uh, pray over it. Pray over it. Uh, it's, your marriage is precious. It's precious to God. And it's precious to your children. So have a great week. I hope you're enjoying the beautiful weather and enjoy teaching your children to follow Christ in all of life. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.